Hi friends, it's Logan Clements here, one of your co-hosts with the Better Events Podcast, and I am so excited to bring you another episode. This time you've got Mary and I, and we're joined by an exciting guest. We have Megan Ely of OFD Consulting, who's a event pro turned wedding PR business owner. And she's sitting down to talk with us all about surprising and delighting. You guys might've heard us talk about this in other episodes, but we're gonna deep dive into what it really means to surprise and delight your guests, your clients, and vendors, and how you can incorporate that into your business or your event plans. I know I came away with countless takeaways and endless ideas about how I can incorporate this more into my business, so I'm excited for you to give it a listen. And before we dive in, I do want to remind you, if you are enjoying anything that you're hearing, to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, or share it with a friend as we're looking to continue to grow our community. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow, and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started, and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. All right. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Better Events Podcast this week. We're so excited for you to be here with us and for the content that we have coming your way today. So hello and hello to Logan. We are back together again this week, so we're really excited. Our last couple episodes we were doing separately, and we're back together again. So Logan, how's it going? And we always start off with a fun question, so let's, it's, it's turning into fall slowly. So tell us, what's your favorite thing about fall or the season changing? Yeah, Logan here. It's great to be back, Mary, to see you virtually in person. I'm going to first apologize for all the background noise you guys are going to hear. I am recording this from the airport, as you hear announcements coming through. Um, But we are charging ahead fearlessly. And for what I'm the most excited about when it comes to the fall season is I am a nerd and just love a good apple picking. I think I made my partner drive like two and a half hours last year so we could go pick apples. And then by the time we did it, it was like end of the season and we had to go through the entire orchard to find like four trees still with apples. So that is something I think I'm going to do earlier because I know it makes me really happy. How about you, Mary? What are you excited about for the seasons changing? Yeah, I'm kind of along the same lines. I really love doing like mazes, whether it's like a corn maze or like a hay maze, but like really like complicated ones. I, I don't know why I like them so much, but I really do. But I'm not into any of the haunted stuff. Like that just straight up freaks me out. And so like a non-haunted maze, I'm really excited about that. We will continue on and we'd like to welcome our guest today, Megan Ely. Megan is the OFD consulting owner and she combines in the trenches event experience with a love of wedding PR to empower her clients to take their businesses to new heights. She is a longtime industry speaker and writer and she is a wedding pro educator with The Knot and Wedding Wire as well as a regular contributor to Wedding Planner Magazine, Cater Source, and SpecialEvents.com. She currently serves as the 2021 International President for WIPA and was the founding marketing director for Richmond NACE. So without further ado, Megan, we'd love to welcome you. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a blast to be here. We are really looking forward to our topic and just a little bit of a a why we asked Megan and Megan, I'll pass it on to you and you're welcome to go ahead and 
say all the things, anything that you'd like us to learn about you and about the topic today. But um, I want to say real quick too. So Megan and I connected virtually, which is another reason why I love the virtual world. We say that all the time here on the podcast. There's just plenty of networking and connection opportunity. Um, And so what I learned from you, Megan, in our time talking is that I've learned that you're a really great connector and a talented event professional. And so when we were presented um, with the idea of Megan coming on our podcast and speaking about our topic today, which is surprise and delight, I was like, yes, this is perfect because this is a phrase that we use a lot on this podcast. And we love tying it that that phrase and that idea into the events that we talk about here. And so um, I think we even actually had an episode a little while back on hospitality, Logan, where we mentioned it quite a bit, that phrase. And so we're just really excited. We felt like this topic was right on brand for us. And so once again, excited to, to have you here. And now I'll pass it to you. Is there anything I missed or anything you want to call out um, about your experience right at the beginning? If not, we'll just dive right in. Out. Outside of the fact that I am a huge fan of Cortland apples when it comes to apple picking. So I just want to shout out early as a gal from New Hampshire. Originally, I feel very strongly about my apple selection. I don't know if anyone else needs to chime in about what apples they like, but I feel like let's put that on the table immediately. But other than that, (laughs) you covered most of the bases, but I do want to add that prior to my world of doing event publicity, I was actually in events through working in hotels. I did a lot of corporate social association work, and that is actually, I'm sure we'll get into it, but that was where I got my initial taste about surprise and delight was actually spending many years um, on the corporate side. That is awesome, Megan. I know, yeah, Mary and I talk about surprising and delight because it really is about the little things. And I do think coming from that background in hospitality, that that makes sense. It all connects. Um, but just to start off for our listeners, can we start with the basics? Like, let's set the stage. I know we've talked a little bit about it, but how do you define surprise and delight? Absolutely. Well, surprise and delight, which was so funny because when you talk about defining it, once I realized it existed, I realized I had been living it for five, six, seven years. So we're going to sit here and define it. And you're going to have listeners go, oh, I didn't know that was an actual like academic term, a marketing term. This is something that I've been doing for a long time. So that's kind of the funny bit is it's when you're, whether you're working with clients, people in a position to refer business to you, trusted vendors, the media in particular as well. It's when you find these pockets of opportunity to genuinely surprise and delight them. I mean, not to use the words for the definition, but when you find these pockets of opportunity to offer something to someone and make a positive, unexpected impact to them, no expectation whatsoever. And it's really to foster those long-term relationships. And it comes in, and I'm sure we'll talk about, it comes in so many forms, some grand forms, some very accessible forms as well. Yeah, I love what you said there, because I will say, I think often I try to define the term, not with the term, but like examples. Like I honestly often feel like I was like, I can't tell you what surprise and delight is apart from like I went to a workout class once and they gave us cold bananas afterward, like bananas that have been in the refrigerator. And I don't know why I was like, this is a premium workout class. And it's like, what did it come down to? Like, I got a banana that I could have bought for 69 cents on my own. Like, But I was like... I was just like, wow, they really value me. Like after they gave me a water and a cold banana, like it's the little things 
It is. It's the little things. I always tell people that it really started for me a long time ago. I was actually doing, even though I did corporate and association, I also did some wedding things and I was doing a shower. We identified ahead of time that the grandmother was going to, this is a true story, grandmother was going to be there. It was at a like a fancy five-star, five-diamond property. I found out she was going to be there and she hadn't been back. This, this hotel had been in existence since the 1800s, but she hadn't been back since she was 19 and lost her shoes down the elevator like down the elevator shaft. This is in the middle of, it was either like a fancy wedding or a fancy debutante pop, but it was fancy. And she just had enjoyed herself so much. She lost her shoes and we thought that was a hilarious thing and we ran with it. So on the day of the shower with the permission of, of the couple, you know, and so on and so forth, we actually got in a pair of like $3 old, you know, pumps or something, beat him on the side of the sidewalk and presented them to her in a box and said, oh, we are so, Mrs. So-and-so. We're so glad that you finally returned. You left these. Surprise and delight. Just lost your mind. We did that sort of stuff for years, not realizing that there's a true marketing term for that. So that I, that's the example I like to give. Although the cold bananas, like I'm on board for that as well. <laughs> I'm telling you, the like most basic gym that charges you like $10.99 a month could do this. And it just blew my mind. But I love the shoe story too. Oh my gosh, that's, that's a great tie-in. <laughs> I love that so much. And so you... You kind of were touching on this before. You mentioned, you know, your work in corporate, the corporate world. So when it comes to Fortune 500 companies, I've I, it's my understanding that surprise and delight, as far as hospitality, is of high importance. And so, can you speak to that a little bit? Like, wh- why do they put such a high importance on it, and how is it relevant to them? Is it about like the building of the relationships, um, which I'm sure that it is. But yeah, can you just speak to that a little bit more? You know, whether it's hospitality, whether it's Fortune 500, all of which, as you know, to your point, use it, there are a number of different reasons. And we all have our own personal reasons for it, right? First and foremost, it is either creating relationships, maintaining, or improving upon relationships, right? That's kind of the first part of it is making sure that when you are doing something like that, uh, you set those goals ahead of time. It also helps people bounce back from crisis. I mean, if I'd said that a few years ago, people thought hospitality, like another Fortune 500 in particular has gone through crisis themselves. And on the hospitality side, we've especially seen it in the last year. So it's a really great opportunity for people to bounce back, whether uh, they have faced some negative challenges and they want to change that conversation. So that that's one of the biggest things we've seen it as well. Um, the other part too is of course that customer service and people seeing the value of doing business with you. Um, no matter the industry, we often see also that uptick on referrals as well. I mean, many industries, including hospitality, we do rely in part on referrals from other vendors, referral from happy customers, so and so forth. I mean, I want to hear about this banana gym. That sounds wonderful, right? You know, <laughs> something along the way as well. Um, so it's the increase in referrals. It's seeing that value in working with you as well. One of my favorite side. So I, I just bought a new couch and and I hadn't bought a couch in, in many years before that. And prior to that, when I had one of those couches that you buy in your 20s and then you just have forever. Right. And I, I was at that a few years ago and we bought this couch. I was very excited uh, from this company called Joybird. I want it to look like a Don Draper couch. Right. I was very excited. It was going to be. And we got it. I loved it. I won't bore you with the details on this gorgeous couch. I saw my cat. I know I have some fellow cat lovers here. My cat, Leo, laid on the couch. I took a picture, posted on my teeny weeny Instagram. It was like a public Instagram account, not my work one, with about 200 people on it. I tagged Joy Bird and I said how Leo loved it. Two or three days later, I get a package addressed to Leo, my cat, not me, 
and I opened it up and it was a bunch of cat treats and cat toys for him from Joybird saying, I hope you continue to enjoy the couch. Well, recently I had to buy a new couch again, like after a bunch of years, who did I buy it from? Of course, I'm going to go back to the people who have pulled at my cat lady heartstrings. So it all comes down to those referrals in that positive involvement. It's not just about a great service or product. It's, it's, you know, following through on the back end with things like that as well. That's Shout so out to cool. the cat ladies, by the way. Right. <laughs> I know you're yeah. speaking to me, Megan. Yeah, sometimes Mary's cat makes an appearance in our podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, you get to see a little celebrity appearance sometimes. He likes to get on the action. Um, well, Megan, this is awesome. I mean, I think when I'm a big company, I, I, I do wonder, though, for our listeners who work in events, you know, how is that scalable? Maybe if you're not at that size yet or at that capacity, like how can Surprise and Delight work? For, for me as an event planner, event producer with my clients or even the vendors that I work with? Absolutely. That's a great question. One of the things I often, as I mentioned to you offline, I speak on the road a lot about Surprise and Delight to event professionals. And I love telling the fun Fortune 500, you know, oh, look at the couch and the cat things and all. But it's one of the most accessible marketing strategies out there because Surprise and Delight isn't about spending money. It is about these, even the smallest, most impactful things that you can do for people. And so what it comes down to is first taking a look at your audience. So if you're an event professional, is it, of course, the people you're working with, especially those who are clients who could be that repeat business? Don't get me wrong. I mean, the one shots are great, but if you're looking to really continue on, it's also those fellow vendors, whether you're expressing gratitude, it's looking for an uptick in referrals, so on and so forth from there. From there, what you need to do, and luckily being in hospitality, we have a knack for this, which is why Surprise and Delight works really well. It's asking yourself, what, is, what do they have in their time of need? How can I identify a time of need for them and run with it, even in the smallest, most impactful ways? You know, for us, one of my favorite, uh, and I've borrowed this from other people, admittedly, Jacob, um, hopefully I said the last name, Jacob Toe or Tao. He's a DJ in Florida, but he used to get the Starbucks app and go ahead and do a screenshot, grab the barcode. There's more to it, but just to simplify. And you could go onto Canva and dump that on there and send that out and treat everyone for coffee one day. And you pick a time a year. It's not just giving a coffee. It's what if you do quite a bit of work in New York City and you just found out on this day, all the New York City schools open. Well, for the working parents, you know what? Yeah, I am going to need a vente with a bunch of espresso in it and deal with all these things. Like find a, an opportunity to do that for people. When I spoke at Nice Houston a bunch of years ago, it was July, very, very hot. I brought electric, like these little fans that stuck at the end of your cell phone so you can walk around and cool yourself off. I mean, the smallest things, but it all goes down to listening, paying attention, which we do already, paying attention to folks and focusing on what are, how can I jump in to save the day? Even if it means something that's two or three dollars each. Some of the best things I've ever done cost less than five dollars. That's that's amazing. And I'm thinking through, you know, the events that I've been involved in and some of the work that I've done. And I think like, so where does surprise and delight fall in with um like so obviously an event planner or a professional, they come in and they have this mindset of surprise and delight. And so they're like, I'm helping in the planning process and the production for this event. So I'm gonna bring this to the table. This is something that's part of how I do my business, the surprise and delight factor. So you're bringing that to the client. Is there any, have you, have you experienced or what would be advice for a time when maybe the client themselves, they 
aren't really into it or they like it's not on their mind maybe it's just not of high importance to them in regards to the event when in reality i think what we're learning today is that it can really set you up for future success future events um future relationship buildings for the client so so my question is what do you do in that circumstance when maybe they don't value it as high as they should and as high as you do Absolutely. So you're saying is as an event producer, you're creating an event and instead of maybe doing surprise and delight for your own client retention, you want to incorporate it into the event itself. So that's always going to be kind of interesting when it comes to that, right? Because if you have someone just like any sort of event production, trying to get them on board with you, something that there's no going to value. So a few things that we can go there. One, of course, is always practicing what we preach. If we ourselves as event professionals have it woven in and out of our company, which there's different ways to do that, whether it's your regular workflow, new people coming in, so and so forth, is leading by example always and showing that. Of course, it's also showing past case studies. Like for myself, when I go out on the road, uh, it takes very little convincing once I do two things. I showcase statistics, which is not always the same versus when you're talking with someone doing an event, but also showing examples. You gotta get all you need is one or two people to get on board right? You get one or two people on board, you showcase how it's been done elsewhere, you show how it's been done at other events, even if they're ones you've been produced, and show what that transformation, because it really does come down to, everybody wants to know what that ROI is, down to, <laughs> what's that ROI for picking that centerpiece? <laughs> what's the ROI for finishing the night off when X sort of surprise and delight? So sometimes it's leading by example, as well as sharing some informal case studies, uh, as well as the transformation you could expect as a result. Love it. Thank you. Yes, I, I'm a big proponent of ROI. So I love that you just tied that in. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and Megan, I think um, I'd love to talk through some examples because I feel like we've given the shoes, the grandmother's shoes, and I gave my banana example. But what are some like of your favorite surprise and delight campaigns that you've seen from cl colleagues, clients, or anyone Absolutely. really? Well, I can share some, and I'd love to, I'll share a couple that, that we've done as well, that we've just throughout the years, you'd be surprised. I swear everything. Well, that will, I'll start with one. A lot of my ideas show up in the shower. I can't help it. It's just, that's where it happens. And so one of them, which is very meta is uh, for a lot of us who are, of course, I know that a lot of your listeners are small business owners themselves, right? And so there are some of us who decide to have kids and we go on maternity, paternity leave or something. And that was something I had to, I did a bunch of years ago. Now my son's eight, but I remember one time thinking, well, I want to do something for my clients. It was, a, I was a more boutique agency at the time, but I wanted them to know how much I appreciated them and we'd be back and, and what have you. And it, a simple email wasn't going to do that and especially show my appreciation. So we went ahead. Have you guys heard of Aqua Notes before? This is a fun one. No. Okay. I have so not. I don't know if anybody else on here has ideas in the shower, but it allows you to put a waterproof pad of paper and pen oh. in your shower to write those things. You know, you know how you work at yeah. work? at the shower. Well, guess what? And so we went ahead and bought those in bulk and sent those out to our clients. We did like a design in-house, just a little note to people saying, Hey guys, like taking a moment to reach out and, um, thank you as we welcome baby Oliver. And we've brought these to you so you can share all your big ideas and get them ready for when we come back. And now there's no excuse. <laughs> you got to do it. So that was one that went over very, very well. We've had clients over the years. One of the biggest requests I get is, well, I really want to do surprise and delight or they let me take a step back. What they want to initially do is introduce themselves to other vendors that they'd like to do more business with. I mean, as someone who worked in venues, 
how many times did people call or email saying, how do I get on your list? I want, I want to meet you so you can refer me, which is by the way, side note, not the way to go, right? Like that's not mutually beneficial at all, except taking away from my day to day. So we've actually worked with a lot of great clients over the years on, and I always tell them, listen, the older you get, things that come in the mail are boring, mainly boring. So imagine doing some sort of mailer, something that you can send out to people that really catches their attention, not a flyer, not a oversized postcard, but something that even a small box. And so a couple things to start. We worked with a band, this wonderful band who did corporate wedding social, just, just phenomenal. And it was down in the South. And we identified this pocket of area of planners that we really wanted to focus on. So we sent them a box. I won't go through the whole thing, but one of the things we found was, you know, those cards you go to Target and it sings to you when you open it up and you're like, ah, and you well, you can get those made and you can get them made with the band singing. So you, we literally got these things up and it's them singing in the card, which is so funny because at first you're surprised by a card that sings to you because you don't see that as often. And then you're delighted by when you draw the conclusion, it's the actual band singing on the card. So that was a lot of fun to, it was a little stressful, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I would say those are a couple of the ones, you know, that initially stand out. We had a stationer we worked with who came from New York, uh, worked at Martha Stewart, really very impressive, um, came down to Central Virginia area where I'm from or where I live now currently looking to break into the market. But as a stationary person, I'm sure you guys can appreciate prefer to work directly with the planners and event producers versus you know, it's it makes so much more sense because they have a bunch of events in a year versus always the one-offs. And so it, of course this is more wedding based. So forgive me for a second, but it was the end of the season we had identified and said, you know what, these guys are exhausted and let's put together these really great small box of a wedding survival kit. Like you finish the season and it was a bunch of in, being a designer, she of course had access to more wholesale and things like that, but it was a really fun little box acknowledging you've done it. You've survived. Like you have wedding feet, right? Anyone who was an event, you're on your feet all day. So it was like this really luxe foot cream. And then she made a tattoo that's a survivor on it. So that was kind of fun too, because you know, if you can catch someone acknowledging maybe a part of the season where it's really calmed down and it's like, phew, let's give you a breather, you know, and things like that. And I would say last one, cause I, I don't want to, you know, I could go on and on, but we actually in the middle of the COVID crisis, right? The very stressful time for everybody. I mean, that's an understatement. We actually had our designer go ahead and put together a wedding industry coloring book. So it was the good, bad, and the, no, the good, the bad, and the mason jars, which I'm not a fan of. And it was a multi-page, just gave it away. This was a coloring book. You could print it out. I don't care who takes it. And it was, I pulled all of these like trends from all over the years, like crazy 80s stuff, donut walls, all the things. And it was just a coloring book for people. So I could go on and on, but we've had some really, I mean, like I said, it's pretty modest budgets and they have all, they've done well. Some of them have won awards. Megan, you are speaking my language. My partner <laughs> makes fun of me because I get so excited about checking the mail because I used to live abroad in China for five years and it was really hard to get mail. So I rarely got it. And for whatever reason, I didn't notice it till he noticed it. But literally anything someone sends me, I get, I get so much joy out of it. And if you're a band who just heard this idea, please run, don't walk to do that because that's so much smarter that singing card instead of like a CD or a demo or a link in a, in an email. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, so many ideas. Ask, would you mind if I add for one moment about that card is one of the things about surprise and delight. I just kind of want to add to the fact here is that it's also about engagement. You can't just 
poof, I've done this for you. I mean, you do it without expectation. Let me be clear. That's the spirit of surprise and delight. But try and foster engagement. So with this band, we yes, we sent out the card, but we had a little box. And what we also did was a self-addressed stamped um, postcard with them. And at the time, we get to say, okay, you as a planner, we would like to serenade you. So pick one of these three songs, drop it in the mail, and you'll get your own special link. And so, and they're wonderful. And so it wasn't the full band. It was like four of them. And it was some of the more popular songs of the time. So they, we had a bunch of people turn, I want to see where this is going. And then within a week or so, they would receive a custom song being like, hey, Amy, this is the blah, blah, blah band. Thanks for picking. Everyone picked up Town Funk at the time. That was at its peak. And they sing that thing over and over. But it's also about engagement, if you don't mind me adding that in. Yeah, I'm super glad you added that in, actually, because I feel like it ties it all together really well. And um, I, we've had a lot of, you know, t- obviously tangible tips today, but so we can just call it out as we near the end of our episode. Um, what would you say if there is a event professional who's listening and they're like, okay, I really like this idea. I think I could start incorporating surprise and delight more into how I conduct my business. What would you say would be kind of the first couple steps for them to actually start doing this and start instilling it as a value for them and their company? Absolutely. I think, you know, your listeners, I I, I bet many of them will hear and go, oh, that's a great idea. And I can't caution enough. You don't want to just run out the door and start doing things and throwing things against the wall. See what sticks. I got some aqua notes. I've got donuts. I've got coloring books. Like you want to sit down. Number one question. What do I want to happen in order for this to be a success? Why add this to everything else? Am I looking at client retention? Am I looking at new business? Am I looking at referrals? Do a test sample. Do it to, to figure out who that test audience is, because as much as I wax and wane about that adorable band, you know, surprisingly, what I didn't tell you was, thank goodness I sent it to five people first because the cake pops exploded in the box. And one of my friends was like, hey, girl, thanks for the box, but your cake pops didn't make it. So we could test another like, see, I'm very candid. Like, I don't hear my successes this is where I screwed up. And so, you know, what has to happen for it to be a success? How can I measure that success? Do I have things in place if I want increase in referrals? Do I have a way of tracking that um, if I want, you know, whatever that is when it comes to that? So that's one. And then two, identify an audience. Keep it small. You don't have to go and do a million things at once. I want to surprise and delight all new clients and onboarding, period. I want to, you know, or between these three months and just test what it is. Those are the first two things um, to do and really start brainstorming, whether you have Evernote, a piece of paper somewhere you write it on, a notes and notes app or anything like that. Just start, just start coming up with ideas. You'd be surprised what you come up with. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. So before we, before we pass it on and take it away um, for the remainder of our episode, are there any, is there anything we didn't cover? Anything that you want to just touch on about really anything? Now's your time to talk about whatever you want, whether it's more surprise and delight or whatever, whatever's on your mind. Mary, I do want to jump in because I have a functional question for you, Megan, because I love this idea. And when I'm, I like to do holiday gifts is kind of what I've been doing with um, clients and friends. But um, the biggest barrier, I found this getting people's mailing addresses because often the address I get on like an invoice or something is not necessarily my client's best mailing address. So how would someone work that into their workflow of capturing? Is that something that you need to do in your like onboarding process? So you then just have it for the future and then how you keep it updated? Cause I know more and more people mm-hmm. now move more frequently. <laughs> um, and that's one that I don't like to give it away by asking Absolutely. for it. 
you got to be careful with that. And so a few different ways that we can go is, well, first of all, those I'm being a publicist, I come in handy because a lot of times I'll know the people and be like, Hey, I can't tell you why, but it kind of scared this call it a day. But it goes back to actually what I was going to talk about, which is creating a system that you can implement into your workflow that supports surprise and delight, whether you have an idea or not. So we use Postable with our onboarding. So for my own company, we go to Postable. When we onboard, I have my wonderful VA, which is shout out to Stephanie. She has exactly what she needs to do to not only write them and get, send the link, but to follow up and keep until we get it and, and go from there. So I can pull at any moment's notice, whether it's a surprise and delight campaign, whether it's you know a sympathy card, a birthday card, so and so forth, that we have that readily available. Now, um, I find that association directories, if you belong to certain associations, it's usually in there as well. If you have anybody on the event side who is also even a smattering in the wedding side, Believe it or not, Wedding Wire almost always has their mailing address. And then I use, usually I grab it from Wedding Wire and then I do a, re a reverse lookup on that if I really want to be sneaky. Now, it's hard because what if you have something that's perishable? You might, if you could have, if you have a VA, if you have an assistant who can at least separate so they don't say, well, what is it? It's like, don't worry about it. You know, there, but it can be, hey, I just need to go ahead and grab your your address, don't ask me any questions. And then there's still gonna be some surprise and then a lot of delight. It doesn't take away from the delight, just a little bit of the surprise. Thank you, yeah, no, I've that's what I've resorted to when I've had to, I just openly ask, but I'm always like, it's really fun when they don't know something's coming, but <laughs> I like something that makes that easier. So I'll have to check out Postable. I think I've experienced that from you, Logan, actually, too. But even then, if someone, I think this is what happened to us, Logan, you asked for my address and I like forgot that I gave it to you. So it still, still was a surprise, still a delight. <laughs> for mutual friends, too. We get that a lot with mutual friends, like if you find a mutual friend. Yeah. But um, I was going to say, oh, and so Mary, to answer your question, I, one of the things, it, it actually was about systemizing, which I know doesn't sound fun and sexy, but listen, I got to say, if you can transition it to an ongoing strategy, that's what's going to make it really impactful. It's going to be having those quarterly meetings with either your team or if you're a solopreneur, you yourself in a cup of coffee or tea or something like that. Have those quarterly meetings just to throw those ideas out there. Standardize, as you were just saying, Logan, standardizing the collection of information. Like we have a system for birthdays and client anniversaries. You know, everyone's getting their cat cards and so on and so forth with that. And also tracking retention and referrals, just making sure if that's a part of it. And if I may say, very last thing, always think ahead. The biggest, I would say, stress people have is the idea of putting their time, you know, when it comes to, I don't have enough time to figure it out, but like, you know, at the time it's recording, it's September. I've already got my brain on our, we do holiday cards every year and they're ridiculous. Every year, every year, my team and I get illustrated. We're like Prince Harry's bridesmaids from when he married Meghan Markle. We've been Star Wars characters. Last year, we were members of the crown. And you had to pick who we were and our outfits. And then winners got like cocktail courier sent to them. And we just kind of go in for it. But that stuff takes time. So make sure, got to take time. And last but not least, don't be afraid for the improv as well. We have a tiny little budget just to make sure that if we come up with a genius idea, we can send it out the door, you know, and know that we can do that. That's awesome. Thank you, Megan. No, I appreciate all of that. And where can um, our listeners like follow you or learn more about your surprise and delight? Uh, workings and all the other wonderful things that you do? 
you can find us over at OFD Consulting. And so that's kind of where everyone gets started. Find us over there. Um, I do a lot of speaking, as I mentioned. So that's at Wedding Industry Speakers, which is a, a brand that I also founded. Uh, Instagram, you can find me over there. Don't find me on TikTok because I literally, I was thinking I was telling Mary, I was just, I do like cat things on there. So it, unless, unless you're like me, it won't be of interest to you. So just find me over. I'll find you on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> you and I can connect and you can see all the yeah. cast things I do, but no one else will probably have an interest. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Megan, so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Um, just to kind of recap on all this wonderful surprise and delight that we've talked about today. If you're interested in incorporating more surprise and delight into your process, make sure you share this episode with your friends in case they want to also do the same thing. Uh, we've learned a lot today. So again, Megan, thank you so much for being here. And then without further ado, I believe that, Logan, it's time for our bonus tip. Again, our bonus tip time for the episode, which is coming from me today. So for our bonus tip, like I've said the past few episodes, I'm trying to take these from recent experiences I've had. And so for today's, um, when you're creating an event proposal, if the event involves speakers, be sure to get an accurate idea of how many speakers will be part of the program and the event so in episode 21 in our podcast, I did an event deep dive um, and I talked about the discovery meeting that I have with my clients and some of the questions I ask them so that I can curate a proposal. Well, since I've released that episode, I've kind of changed my process a bit in the sense that I've added another question onto it, which has to do with this bonus tip. So that is to, like I said, find out and set the expectation of how many speakers are going to be part of that event. How many um, rehearsals are you going to have to do? How much are you going to coordinate that if that's part of the services that you're offering? And that's because it's a really big time sucker. So... It's a super important task, so make sure that you plan for it and that you have set aside the capacity to actually do it well. So that's my bonus tip for the day. Mary, that is so true. It is a lot different of a lift if you have three speakers or if you have 30. So uh, very helpful to nail that down ahead of time. But that's it, folks, for what we have with this week's episode. You can find us on Instagram at Better Events Pod. You can email us at bettereventspod at gmail.com. And we appreciate you for listening. Again, apologize for the background noise. I'm getting ready to catch my flight. And we'll talk to you guys again next Wednesday. Mm-hmm.